Welcome back to BTW, Balance Vila Workshop, here at the Database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, where today, for this special Parsha edition of Balance Vila Workshop, we will be looking for where Korach is hiding in our Shabbos davening. And as you will soon see, there are actually a couple of places that Korach can be found. And while we will be focusing on figuring out how to accentuate those particular places where Korach is in our davening, I'll also be giving a couple of very relevant song options, enjoyable tunes, that are well-connected to Parshas Korach that you may want to consider using for this Shabbos davening in either of the three davenings, be it Kabbalah Shabbos, Shacharis, or Musaf. Most of those songs are actually fast song options, which a lot of people will appreciate, but there will also be a couple of slower options if you want to also um, dabble in that as well, because we like to have those nice um, solemn and uplifting tunes as well. So we will be uh, providing a couple of those too. Before we do, I'll just mention once again that if you enjoy Shiram and workshops like this on the podcast and you want to partner up with us with a sponsorship or if you just have questions, comments, concerns, or recommendations for Shiram, then all you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data then base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. And while we are here, I'll also mention that we have a database podcast WhatsApp group where I post frequent updates about upcoming Shiram and workshops and every share that gets uploaded to the podcast, the link goes straight to that WhatsApp group. So it's a great place to stay tuned for all um, upcoming content. Okay, so now let's take a look at our Shabbos davening. And once again, we're going to be talking about a couple of really artful and musical ways that we can give a shout out to not just Karach the individual, um, and we'll talk about why you would want to do that, but to give a shout out to Karach, but also give out a shout out to Parshas Karach as we are going to see. So um, the first thing that I will mention is that we find a very fascinating remez. And with this, I will give you a connection not just to Korach himself, but really a connection to another important figure in our Parsha this week. And I'll let you think about who that might be. Um, there are a few very important figures in our Parsha, but we could think about Korach's two main adversaries, right? So we have Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron Cohen. And um, so those two individuals are going to be very important for two of these song options that we're going to highlight very, very soon. Before we do, I will make reference to um, one uh, song that you may feel like it's a little bit distasteful and off-color to use only for the reason of this is the argument made by Korach. But when Korach initially challenges Moshe Rabbeinu, he uses a very uh, true-sounding argument. And right when it comes to um, um, politics, and no differently when it comes to politics in Torah, so usually you will hear an argument being made uh, that on its face is a true argument. And we know that um, what Rashi tells us in last week's Parsha, Parsha Shlach, when it came to the Miraglim, they prefaced their lie with some truths, right? You know the game two truths and a lie? So it's a very similar concept. If you want a lie to be accepted, it has to come and be accompanied with some truths. And so the Miraglim did that in their report about Eretz Yisrael. We find Korach did that also in his campaign. Right? When, when Korach launches his campaign against Moshe Rabbeinu, and, he's, and he says um, that why Moshe and Aaron are you being tisna'asu, that you're raising yourself above the kahal Hashem. And he says, 
Kulam Kedoshim, they are all holy. Now, the line that, um, at least we find in the Svarti um, Kedusha, right, we did a workshop um, recently on um, on the Kedusha of Kesar. So there, we gave a demo for Kesar and how it goes into Yachad Kulam Kedusha and, um, and the whole beginning of that, of, of that Kedusha. But the truth is, that's a song, Yachad, Yachad, right, the, the Karlbach tune, um, perhaps made famous by Yachad and other places. But the tune for Yachad is a very nice, uplifting tune that, once again, even though Korach said it, it wasn't false, it was true. Right, we've had a workshop in the past about incorporating the tune from Atovu for Parshas Balak, right? So that was because Bilam uttered those words, and yeah, we incorporated it into our davening because what Bilam said wasn't factually false. This was an Avua that was true. And, and similarly, we would say that even though Korach, his larger campaign was inappropriate, but his words of of Kulam Kedoshim, that all of Kalei Yisrael are really holy. We all had communication with the Kaddish Baruch Hu Sinai. This is true. So you might want to consider using the tune for Yachad in your davening. And um, again, very beautiful and enjoyable tune, and it's upbeat, and you can use it in really uh, several different places in your Shabbos davening. So just for example, you can use it for L'chadodi, and perhaps the way I would begin, I would begin on the high part like this, I You could also start from Lo Seboshi, Lo Seboshi, and so on and so forth. Now, you can also incorporate this into Keladon. Now, so and it would be very simple. You could do Hamasim Baruch and you could also do an, an, a variation where you bunch more words together. So you could do either of those two variations. Something that I thought, which might be a little bit fancy, but it could be if you're in the right menu, this will work. And that would be to introduce the Yachatun and Kael Adon earlier in Ein Kerkecha. Right, you might recall from the Keser um, workshop where we introduced it using the tune of Keser, which goes into Yachad. So theoretically, might be able to incorporate that here too. Again, if the minion is the right kind of minion, where it'll catch on. But you can do it like this. And so you might try this out. Ein Hashem Vinzulasakha Malkainu 
and so on and so forth. So that might be an idea. Um, and if not, I'm using it in Shachars, you could also use it in the Kedusha for Musaf, which um, can be used either, you, let's say, for example, you want to just um, use it all on Naritzcha, you can do that. Or if you want to incorporate the Kesser Nosachir, even though it's a little bit chaval, that it's not the actual words of Kesser, you could do something similar here, right? So on the same thing that we just did for Aaron Kerkacha, you can uh, throw that in over here. So those are all the different ways that you could incorporate Yachad, or at least a bunch of different ways that you could incorporate Yachad into your Shabbos davening this week if you so choose to do so. And then we get to another song option that you might want to consider. Another Shabbos favorite, another upbeat song, and that is a song based on a medrash that we find, really a Gemara that we find, where um, we find a recorded in a Sanhedrin on Kuf Yodamadav, that's 110a, and really that's where we find a lot of the Korach Gemaras, all the famous Midrashim about Korach. But one story we find a Rabbi Barbarchana who met this Arab who was able to show him the exact place where Korach was swallowed, and the Gemara goes into how he uh, found the location, and there we find the quote that became a very famous song from the ground. He heard the scream of Korach screaming, Moshe Vesaraso Emes, uh, that Moshe and his Torah are the truth, and uh, they refer to themselves as liars, but the idea of Moshe Vesaraso Emes, so we know that is another beautiful, uplifting song, and again, based on Parshas Korach, and you could fit that into your Kedusha, you could fit it into um, your Kabbalah Shabbos, so just for example, if you want to incorporate it. 
So let's try it for example for Lo Sevoshi. So on and so forth, and you can start back from the low part for Yamin Usmal, for Bowie uh, Vashalim, you can go back up to the high parts. And what I noticed, which is just uh, ironic and funny, is that we have in the words of Hayyul Shisa, we have Mivala Ayach, which means to swallow, reminding us of the ground which swallowed Korach before Korach started screaming, Moshe Visarasa Emes. So that's uh, one place that you can use it. Another place that you can use it is in Keladon. And so on and so forth. So you have it there. Also, the two songs that I've already mentioned, you can use in your Shachar's Kedusha for Nikadesh, um, but I'm just giving you more obvious places to use them. But if you want to use it in... Kedusha for Musaf as well. You have a long Kedusha. It's a three-part song, Moshe Vesaras So you can really um, spread it out, or you could you could um, you know smush it into one part. Let's say you sang Yachad for Naritzla, and you want to switch it up uh, by by Kadosh or by Kivodo. So you can do maybe like this. Or you could even start it by Kadosh, and this will give you all three parts, right? And you start it up again from the high part by Mimkomo. Or I probably spread it out even more. And so on and so forth. Okay, so you have 
that song that could be incorporated to any of your davenings. Now, the last fast song that I'm going to talk about for now is a very fascinating connection because it connects to really two aspects of the Parsha. And it really gives some more credence to why we would want to give Karach any recognition at all. Um, but it has to do with the uh, fact that we find a very fascinating remez brought down by the Arizal. And this remez seems to go almost in, in, in direct contrast to what we find in the Balaturim, as I'll point out. So we have in our, uh, in our Shabbos davening, we have Mizmar Shirli Oma Shabbos. And we know that the ending of Mizmar Shirli Oma Shabbos starts off with the following words. So those first three words, Tzadik Katamayifrach, that it's Tzadik like a date palm is going to blossom. So says the Amrizal, look at the Sofei Tevos, look at the last letter in each word. Tzadik ends with Kuf, Tamar ends with Resh, right? Katamar ends with Resh, so Kuf, Resh, Yifrach ends with the letter Ches, which spells out the word Korach. Very interesting. So the tzaddik is going to blossom like a date palm. Somehow we see in the Sofei Tevos, that's a reference to Korach, which is really hard to believe at first glance because we know that Korach was a Russia. Now, we know from other sources that Korach was also a great Talmud Chacham with amazing, amazing potential, right? Um, so what we have to think about is why uh, the Arizal would point this out, that we have Tzadik Kata Marifrach, a reference to Korach. Now, in the past, there were, for Parshish Korach, when I've davened uh, Kabbalah Shabbos, there were times where I kind of, I don't know if you would say it's uh, tacky, but there was this real Hamei Yafin. I kind of emphasized the last letters. So I, I just did Tzadik Katamar Yifrach, and something like that, where... You know, again, this is real Hamei Yavin business. You know, if, if you realize that we're emphasizing the last three letters to spell out the name of Korach, um, so then you notice it. Um, but the other reason why this Pasuk is important, and we'll, we'll get back to why we have this, uh, this special spiritual potential within Korach, but the other fascinating take that we have on this word, Yifrach, which is referenced in this, uh, in this Pasuk, but the word Yifrach also appears in, in, appears in Parshas Korach in reference to none other than, none other than Aaron O'Cohen. We already had a Moshe Rabbeinu song, but this one we're going to now um, take a look at, at, at Aaron, giving our attention to Aaron. The Pasuk tells us this is after Aaron's, uh, after Korach's um, demise. We find that Moshe Rabbeinu performs another test to prove that Aaron is the chosen Kohen Gadol, and it involves taking the staffs of all of the Nisim. Aaron's is placed in there, and the one that sprouts and blossoms um, is going to be the one that's chosen. And the Pasuk tells us that uh, there was a perach, a tzitz, and a, and a and shkedin, that there was blossom, a bud, and almonds that came from Aaron's staff. And we find a few things interesting about uh, this word yifrach. So the Balatzer points out that the word yifrach appears dalad b'mesorah, four times in our Mesorah. The Pasuk, one Pasuk we have is a Pasuk in Tehillim, so we mentioned, oh, actually, the first one is our Pasuk. The staff, the man that I'm choosing, so his staff is going to blossom. Then we have Tzadik Katamayifrach, our Pasuk from our Shabbos davening from Tehillim. That's Tehillim 92. Then we have Yifrach Kashoshana, a Pasuk in Hoshea, that someone's going, he will blossom like a rosebush. Then we have a Pasuk, another Pasuk in Tehillim, Yifrach Liamav Tzadik, that a righteous one will blossom in his days. Clearly, all these are references to Tzadikim. And so who is this a reference to? 
So says the Balaturim, well, look, we have another Pasuk, the, uh, the same Pasuk in Hosea continues, Kashem and Atoval, Rosh Yorid. Um, sorry, so the rest of the Pasuk talks about the, uh, the, 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 sorry, the, the Pasuk in Hosea says, Yifrach Kashashan of Chazais Hodo, that says that it's going to be like the olive and that it's going to be like the hod, like the splendor. So says the Balaturim, this is a reference to a similar Pasuk in Tehillim that describes Aaron, Vizehu Kashem and Atoval, Rosh Yorid, Azakan Zikan Aaron. Right, that the oil, the good oil, is going to be poured and it's going to descend on the head of Aaron. It's going to smear down to his beard. Um, and so this is a reference to Aaron. And again, as he said, and he says similarly, um, that, that other Pasuk, that the, in his days will the Tzadik blossom, this is apparently a description of Melech HaMashiach, so he says that in days of Mashiach, what's going to happen? That the Kahuna is going to return, and the staff of Aaron is going to blossom once again. So we have a reference to Aaron Akoin in the word Yifrach. So whether or not you want to give emphasis to Tzadik Katamar Yifrach uh, for Aaron or for Korach, or if you want to sing the other Tzadik Katamar Yifrach, Tzadik Katamar Yifrach. So I, I don't particularly love that tune, though it does have nice harmonies, I will admit. Um, but there's another song that you can use very easily which we'll talk about very soon, the song that is named Yifrach. There's actually a song, Yifrach. I don't know if most people know that the name of the song is Yifrach, the name of the Nigan, but we are going to demonstrate it soon, a tune that can be used in many places throughout your davening, a tune that we've done in the past and is popular really on any Shabbos, but again, we're ascribing special significance this week. But what I'll also mention is if you continue in the Balaturim, so the Balaturim just points out in the words Perach, Tzitz, Shkeden, the three things that blossomed on Aaron's staff. So the Balaturim just points out that this is corresponding to three individuals who tried to usurp the priesthood, the Kahuna, Korach, Yerobam, and Uziah. So these three words correspond to them. So another, another connection um, to Korach and to Aaron. What's also fascinating, once again, is why... Are we seeming to reference um, uh, Korach? In the Arizalis, Korach is the tzaddik who's going to blossom like a date palm. So this really goes back to uh, um, the the nevua that Rashi tells us in this week's parsha that Korach had. That Korach, why did Korach mess with Moshe in the first place? Why would Korach accept the challenge of the fire pans, which killed Nadav and Aviu in the past? Why would Korach think he would succeed? So Rashi tells us that Korach was a pikeach. He was a, not a dumb person. And he had good sight. He had good vision. However, his eye, in this particular situation, because of his Yet Sahara, it threw him off. Because Korach saw in the future that he was going to have a child, a great-great-grandchild, Shmuel Hanavi, who the Pasuk and Tehillim tells us is of equal stature to Moshe and Aaron in a certain sense combined. Now this would be another place that we can shout out Korach in our davening before we even get to the demo for Yifrach. But we have Moshe v'Aaron b'chavanhov u'shmuel b'koreishimhov horimel Hashem and I would definitely do it this week if I would be davening Kabbal Shabbos. I would go the full nine yards with at least not the entire Karlbach davening, which we have. Uh, we do have in the archives a whole version of Karlbach davening, but I would at least do this much, right? So, well, I would do um, the, the, this particular rendition. And you know what? There's also the Karlbach. Tzadik katamar yifrach, 
which you might want to do this week also for the same reason and the same shadow. Right? <speaking in Hebrew> Now, what I didn't do yet is the full rendition of the Moshe Aron, but we could do that as well, right? So, we did Moshe Aron, right? And you could sing this, Marlid, so on and so forth. I do apologize for the minor cracks. It's, um, you know, my son is sleeping. I'm trying not to wake him up. Um, but you have that. And of course, now we get to, um, the, so this is why Korach, once again, thought that he was perhaps on some level to compete with Moshe and Aaron. He thought he wasn't going to lose this challenge because Shmuel's coming from him. And if Shmuel's going to come from him, it must be Korach's on a really high level. It must be Korach who's fighting for the right reasons. Of course, Korach did not realize, Rashi tells us, that his children were going to do tshuva. However, we find very interestingly, and I think I mentioned this earlier in this week on, on the podcast, in Yana Diomi, um, that uh, Rabbi Daniel Gladstein, um, he quoted from the Ben Laashri and uh, the and the Yismach Moshe different ideas about Korach's great potential. That the pasuk tells us that it was Korach ben Yitzhar. So the words Korach ben are Gematria Mashiach, believe it or not. And the idea is that Korach had he been patient. So apparently, um, when Mashiach comes, the Leviim are going to be elevated to Kahuna. Korach had the potential to be Kohen Gadol as well. And he, had the, he has a longer shear where he talks about the potential of the sun and the moon. And the sun and the moon, eventually, when Mashiach comes, they're going to be on the same level, the same shine. Maybe there could be two Kohan and Gedolim. And maybe Aaron and Korach could have served together. The problem is that Korach was not patient enough to wait till the times of Mashiach. And, but that's why it's Tzadik Katanoyef Rach. The Sofei Tevos are Korach. The last letters are Korach. Because had Korach waited, maybe when the times of Mashiach would come, Korach could have been a Kohen Gadol with Aaron a Kohen. This just shows us the level that Korach was on. Um, and so maybe, um, in a certain sense, um, we can uh, acknowledge the special spiritual potential that Korach had. But now we go to the uh, the song, Yifrach, that you might want to use. So, for example, Lo sevo shive lo sikalimi Mati ishtochachi umatemi Lo wawach yechesu aniyayami Vinibneso yiralti lo ayayay Hayayayay lecha dodi Hayayayay lekraskala Hayayayay b'nei shabos how I 
For Yom and Usman, I go back down to the low part. For Lechadodi, we're at the middle part. For Bowie Vashon, we're back at the high part. And so on and so forth. You could also use it for Keladon. Keladon, Akalamasim. Baruch Mivorach Lefikon Hashamon Kalovituva Maleolam Das Vizuna Sovivim Oso Ayayay Hawam Iskoel Chayos HaKodesh Benedar Bechavod Avamir Kavo Zichuvo Sumi Shor Lefnechiso Chesed Rach Lefnechivahodo Or you could even stretch it out a little bit longer. And let's say you love all three of the fast songs that we did and you want to incorporate all of them into Musaf Kedusha, so you can do that as well. So, again, another song that you can use in all three of your Shabbos davenings. And before we close, I'll just point out two more beautiful songs that you can use. These are slower songs, in case you want to get that flavor in. Let's say in Shachar's Kedusha, you want to do something for Nekadesh or Mimkomcha. So one beautiful song that I love for using for multiple Shabbos is, because it's relevant to many parshios, is Bilvavi Mishkan Evnia. We're talking about the Mishkan in our hearts, and on the Mishkan I'm going to offer Mizbeach, uh, um, so what, and what's going to be the Eish HaKeda, so the fire, so we have a reference to the Eish of the Karbanos of the 250 Nesim and Korach, and we see that the fire, by the way, was actually considered Kadosh. Moshe Rabinu tells um, um, the, he tells Elazar in his summer to clear away the, to take the fire, keep the, um, to, to discard the fire, to keep the pans, uh, but the, but we find actually no. He says that the pans are made kadosh. But you could say how pidrash the ish kodesh the potential of the fire could have been something very very holy, and so this so this idea of bringing a heartfelt carbon is relevant to Parshas Korach. So for example, you could do or you can stretch it out more. Right, the high part. Or from Mimkomcha. Mimkomcha, 
You could also put this in Musaf. Shem Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. And skipping to the high part of Vuhu Yashminu. So on and so forth. So you have that tune. Another beautiful tune that I think is very relevant is the Bardich of Ernegan. Why? Because the Kedushas Levi. This parsha is about the trade-off between Kedushas Kohan and Kedushas Levia. We have, that's the real feud that we find in our parsha. And if, if only Korach had realized the true Kedusha that he already had as a member of Levi, so he might have been happy with what he had. Instead, he tried to grab for more. You can use that. So for example, you can do like this. You can use it in Nekadesh. You could do, use it in Naritzcha. Right, you can use it in Mimkomo Yifan Barachamim. Or you can use it again in uh, in Musaf. And so on and so forth. Or I would like it in Mimkomo as well. And the reason why I kind of like it for the first two parts of Kedusha um, in either Shach Mosef is those literally describe Kedusha. This is the song of Kedusha's Lady. However, I like um, since I like uh, starting off with um, upbeat songs. When I if, if I'm going to do an upbeat song, I like to use it in Naritzcha, which is a more upbeat theme. So that's why I've been Komo Yifan Barachamim, which is uh, which is more of a um, you could think of it as more solemn. We're asking Hashem for mercy. So the Kedusha Slavi, which is a nice minor tune, you can use it there as well, and it fits very beautifully. Anyway, with all these options, so with the um, with Yachad, with Moshe Vesaraso Ms. With Yifrach, and of course the Tzadi Katamay Yifrach and Moshe Aron, we have those couple of places to give shout outs to Parshas Karach. And of course, if you want to do a couple of slow songs, we have Bilvavi and the Bardichavernig and the Kedusha Slevi. And that gives you plenty of options for Parshas Karach that I hope you and everyone else will enjoy. Until next time, look forward to diving with you again in the future. Thank you for joining us here at the database and have an absolutely wonderful Shabbos.